Did you know that you can lose weight with ease and fun? My name is Leandra McMullen. I'm a Christian certified life and weight coach. If you want to apply God's promises to your life, live victoriously in your health, and stop overeating for good, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hey, 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 my friends. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and I'm especially excited to talk to you about being lovable and lovability. And we're going to talk about these two concepts and how they affect our weight loss journey. So we're going to take a look at two different scriptures, a scripture about who we are in Christ and how lovable we are and how much God loves us. And then we're going to look at God's command for us to love him and to love others and to love ourselves, And then we're going to tie it all up and see how this concept really affects our weight loss journey. So if we look at Psalm 139 verse 14, which is a pretty well-known scripture, which says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I just want to remind you right now that you are 100% lovable just the way you are. There is nothing that you can do or be or nothing you can change about yourself that would make you more lovable. And when we look at God's love for us, he tells us that his love is perfect. He loves us with an agape love, which is the highest form of human love. It's unconditional. It's a fatherly love. And there's nothing that we have done for him to love us. In fact, it also says in scripture that it's not that we love God, but that he first loved us. There's nothing we've done. In fact, he created us, loved us from the start, and then we messed up. We sinned, right? Sin entered the world because of us. And he still did not stop loving us. In fact, he's loved us so much, even though we're sinful beings, that he sent his one and only son to pay the ultimate price for our sins so that he can have a relationship with us. So there's nothing we can do or not do. There's there's nothing that we can be or not be in order for God to take his love from us, which means we are 100% lovable. And when it comes to our bodies, when it comes to our weight, we feel like we need to look a certain way, eat a certain way, have a certain amount of self-control, right? Have a certain type of body, be smaller, and we strive for these things to make ourselves more lovable. 
But what we're doing is we're striving for something that we already have. We already have the love and we're already 100% lovable. And so we're chasing after something that we're never going to get because we already have it. And I've used this analogy before. It's like a dog chasing its tail. The dog gets exhausted, (laughs) gets dizzy and wore out because it's chasing its tail so long and it never captures it. It never catches it. Why doesn't it catch its tail? Because it already has it. Okay. We are 100% lovable just the way we are. We do not need to lose any weight. We do not need to be more disciplined. We do not need to make better choices or be more consistent in order to be more lovable in this world and by God himself. And I know that this is a really good reminder because we all forget this, right? Because the world or society puts this expectation on us, tells us what we need to look like, who we need to be in order to be more lovable. And then we start to put that expectation on ourselves. And if we're not consistent, if we're not disciplined, if we're not following our meal plans, if we're not planning our meals, if we're not doing the things we think we should be, we hold it against ourselves. And what I want to tell you today is you don't need to do that. You do not need to beat yourself up. You do not need to be any different than you are right in this moment to earn anybody's love. You get to just be you. And if there's something about you you want to change, if you want to lose weight, if you want to exercise more, if you want to eat healthier, that's great. Then we want to work on those things. But we want to make sure that we're not doing it out of a need to feel more lovable. Because if we're doing all of those things because we need to feel more lovable, we're never going to get there. Okay? So we're 100% lovable. Everyone is. We all are. There's nobody on this earth that's not 100% lovable. We're 100% lovable because we're human beings with a beating heart. I like to think about it when a brand new baby is born. We just love that baby so much, right? We have so much love for that little baby that does nothing. Has the baby done anything for us to love it that much? No, it just exists. The fact that it's a human with a beating heart, we love it. It cannot do anything, right? Babies don't do anything. They lay there, right? And so I want you to think about yourself in the same way. Because you're a human with a beating heart, you are 100% lovable and you don't need to do anything to change that. Now, let's talk about love ability. And let's look at Matthew 22, verse 37 through 39. It says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. 
love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this verse, these three commandments that God gives us to love God and to love others, we often forget this third one, to love ourself. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? We forget that last part. So if we are commanded to love our neighbor as ourself, I think God means he wants us to love ourselves also, right? God says he grieves when we don't treat each other kindly. And he also grieves when we don't treat ourselves kindly. And so we're taught not to be prideful, right? We're taught to put others above ourselves, but we want to look at how much do we love ourselves? Because if we don't love ourselves, how can we love others, right? They really do go hand in hand. So let's talk about lovability. What is it? How do you define it? How do we use this word lovability? Now, if we Google it or look it up in the dictionary, the definition of lovability is having characteristics that attract love or affection. So we think of it like how lovable is that person, right? Are they kind enough? Are they sweet enough? Are they even tempered, etc.? But what I want to do is I want to look at lovability from a different perspective. I want to switch it up and I want to look at lovability as our skill or our ability to love. Okay, so for example, my lovability is not about how much people approve of me. My lovability is not about how much people like me or how much people appreciate me, okay? My lovability is about my ability to love. How good am I at loving? And I really like thinking about it this way because increasing my ability to love, it makes life so much richer and simpler, right? Because what happens is if we believe that our lovability has to do with if we're lovable enough, then we go about our life trying to increase our lovability to be more likable. We try to increase and change ourselves, like morph ourselves, if you will, into what other people think thinks is lovable. And that's just a recipe for disaster. I mean, if we're striving to see how can I be someone who approves of me, it it really is a recipe for disaster because we cannot control what other people think. You can change yourself and some people are going to like it and some people aren't. And the reason why some people like it and some people don't is because of their thought about it, right? So if you change yourself 
and and I hear about this a lot, right? Like if someone they're losing weight because they feel like they would be more lovable or more confident or more worthy if they were thinner. And they get compliments. Oh, you've lost weight. That's awesome. So we feel a little bit lovable. And then we get people who are like, oh, you're way too skinny. You need to stop losing weight. And then we don't feel lovable, right? And it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the person who's loving and their thoughts and feelings, right? You hear me say this in all of my podcast episodes, our thoughts create our feelings. Love is a feeling. So if we want to love more, we need to think loving thoughts. And this is really, really good news because If we are going to increase our skill to love, that means nobody has to change in order for us to feel love for them. And the reason why this is really good news is because we can't control what others do. If we need someone else to be a certain way for us to love them more, we're in trouble. We're going to have a really hard time Because we can't control what other people do. And if we want to feel love for people, then we need to increase our ability to love them just as they are unconditionally. And the same thing vice versa, right? We don't have to do anything to be more lovable. Going back to Psalm 139.14, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm a human being that God has created. We are all 100% lovable. None of us need to change to be more lovable. It's the person who's loving that wants to get better at loving. And the way we do that is we practice. We practice Loving people who may be hard to love for us. And we don't need to change that person. That person doesn't need to do anything in order for us to love them more. And this is really, really good news. Because if we want to love someone more, and we want to experience the feeling of love, which by the way, in my opinion, is the best feeling ever to feel. You've heard me say this before. And we want to love someone more and we can't control who they are, what they do, what they say, how they act. Then we get to practice increasing our ability to love them by practicing loving thoughts about them and feeling more love for them. And this changes everything, right? This changes our relationships. This changes our relationship with ourself, right? So just as we want to love Others, we also want to build this ability to love for ourselves. Because if we are already 100% lovable and we don't have to do anything but think loving thoughts about ourselves, 
That is how we grow our ability to love. I've used this analogy before. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. But I like to think about it like if you went to the farmer's market and you picked up a bushel of beautifully in-season juicy peaches and you went to your friend's house and you wanted to share a juicy peach with your friend and you go to your friend's house, you tell her you have these beautiful peaches, let's share one. And she says, mm, I don't like peaches. We're, our response is what? Oh my goodness, you are missing out. Oh my goodness, you don't like peaches? I can't even believe that. We're all surprised and confused. Do we blame the peach? If someone else doesn't like peaches, no, we know that that peach is perfect the way it is. It's not the peach's fault. The peach does not need to change in order for our friend to like it or love it. Our friend just doesn't like peaches. Okay, we are the peach, And if we can know that we are 100% lovable and that we don't have to do anything, but if someone doesn't love us, it's just because they don't have the ability to love. And it's the same thing with our love for other people. If we're having a hard time loving them, it's because of our ability to love them. It's not that they need to change in any way. Such a beautiful thing to remember. And what does this have to do with losing weight? Now, you've heard me say before that it's so important that our feelings are in tune with what is driving our actions, right? So whatever we're feeling in the moment drives how we show up. So if we are feeling love for someone else, then we show up in a loving way for them. And it's the same thing with ourself. If we love ourselves, if we are practicing, I want you to think about if there's something about you that you want to change, but you are thinking that you can't love yourself until you change that thing, I want you to think about practicing increasing your ability to love, that this is an opportunity for you to love more and you're practicing on yourself. That is how we learn to love more and we learn how to love ourselves so that we can show up in a loving way for ourselves, whatever that looks like. All right, my friends, I wish you all the love and amazing that amazingness this upcoming week. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Weight Loss Podcast. And until next week, let's go live our life in grace, unlimited self-love, and victorious in Jesus. And if you want to figure out what is holding you back, if you want to uncover all of the unloving thoughts you have about yourself, book a free consult with me 30 minutes on zoom. The link is in the show notes and I'll see you next week.